Life expectancy drops in another province, this time it's Saskatchewan. A new report says it will take 20 years for Canada to receive its investment back from Volkswagen and Stellantis. Popular decongestion medication is uh, useless. The RCMP has spent more money than ever policing the coastal gasoline pipeline and massive destruction in Libya has killed possibly 10,000 people after a giant storm hit and two dams broke. Good morning. It's Wednesday, September 13th. I'm Nora, and here are your headlines. This morning, we start with more news about Canada's declining life expectancy. This time, it's in Saskatchewan, where drug poisonings have dropped men's life expectancy to 76.05 years. For women, it's 78.48 years. The combined average drop for men and women together is two years less from 2019. CBC's Bonnie Allen says that it isn't just drug poisonings, though they play the biggest role. It's all also suicide and COVID-19 related deaths that are pushing down that number. To compare, Quebec's life expectancy is rising and sits just over 83 years. That's a gap of six years on average between the two provinces. From 2020 to 2021, 414 people in Saskatchewan died by suicide and 686 died from toxic drugs. More than half of the deaths related to suicide were among people who were under the age of 40, and for toxic drug deaths, 60% were under the age of 50. Them dying at a very young age is really important to averages. Even though 955 people died from COVID-19, according to provincial data, when younger people die, it has a bigger impact on the average that calculates life expectancy. So to recap, 955 people have died from COVID. According to provincial data, that number is probably higher because of excess mortality, 686 dying from toxic drugs and 414 dying from suicide, though those people are disproportionately younger. The story leaves out any discussion about race and how the data is even more stark when you isolate for First Nations people alone. We can look to Alberta for an idea of how that might play itself out in Saskatchewan. In Alberta, life expectancy for a First Nations man is just 60 years and for a First Nations woman is just 66. Next to a story about where our money is going, if not to help people live longer. The parliamentary budget officer has calculated that it will take until 2043 until the federal government breaks even on their multi-billion dollar grants to Volkswagen and Stellantis to build EV battery plants. Innovation Minister François-Philippe Champagne responded to the news on Twitter by saying it was good. Quote, while the parliamentary budget report does not capture many of the broader economic impacts on the supply chain, it does highlight once again that these investments will generate economic benefits far greater than our government's contribution, unquote. Recall that the plants will only make about 4,000 jobs in total and will likely actually be less than that. The two deals almost total $30 billion handed over to Volkswagen and Stellantis. 
the federal government had claimed that it would only take five years for the scheme to break even. And look, as I recently remembered because of research for my next book, so much time will have passed that no one will recall how much money we sank into these two corporations to give them the pleasure of operating and drawing their profits from the people of Ontario. The loans that we gave to the big three auto companies after the 2008 financial crisis were never paid in full. Instead, billions of dollars were wiped clean in unpaid debt by then Finance Minister Bill Morneau. Do you recall hearing about that? No, it did happen and it did get a little bit of news, but not much. And, you know, I guess we'll probably see the same thing happen in 20 years when it comes to this story. Next up, have you ever taken decongestion medication only to find yourself not at all decongested? Friends, this is my story. And I have to say, before I found those nasal sprays that you have to use sparingly, I would despair all night. Well, it turns out that you weren't imagining it. Phenylephrine, the ingredient that is found in a lot of allergy and cold medications for decongestion, is ineffective in tablet form. This new information is coming from a group of people studying it for the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. Phenylephrine is found in Benadryl Allergy Plus congestion, and I've used it, I agree, it's useless, Sudafed, and Vicks Sinus. Phenylephrine is safe, but doctors have been asking about its effectiveness for a long time. Last year, the sale of these drugs totaled $1.8 billion in the United States. This new finding, as I said, confirms what many people have been saying for a long time, and it means that either things will be delayed by the FDA as they consult groups on whether or not there's more data needed to confirm this finding, or if the FDA agrees with the committee's unanimous finding, then companies will have to remove the products from the market. From the Associated Press, which explains why phenylephrine works when sprayed up your nose, but not when you eat it, quote, Phenylephrine works by temporarily reducing the swelling of blood vessels in the nasal passages. A respiratory infection or allergies prompt the body to send white blood cells to the nose, throat, and sinuses, leading to swelling in the nasal membranes and the creation of mucus. Decongestants constrict the blood vessels in the sinus and nose, reducing the swelling and helping fluids drain, unquote. So when you ingest it, not enough of the drug actually makes it into your bloodstream to reach your nose. That is why they're not working very much. And you know what? If you see it on the shelves in the store, move past it. Go right to the nasal spray. That, that stuff, that works wonders. Next to British Columbia, where the Thais Amanda Follett Hogsgood is reporting that the RCMP paid a record amount to protect the coastal gas leak pipeline in 2022. The cost to protect the pipeline rose to $11 million, an increase of 60%, quote, despite no significant police actions in the area, unquote. In four years, the RCMP has spent $37 million on policing this pipeline and protesters who want to see the project stopped. Wet'suwet'en Hereditary Chief Namox has said that the ongoing police spending is intimidation of the Wet'suwet'en people on their traditional territory. The project is set to be finished this year. Namox said this, quote, The money itself is setting the template for what they can do for all projects in this country, in particular the ones on unceded lands, unquote. And that is a key point. He's absolutely correct. They are seeing how far they can push, what they can get away with, and what they can spend without too much public backlash. The BC NDP has been steadily boosting funding to the RCMP. 
they increased the rural policing budget by $230 million. And as the Thai says, they quote unquote, quietly allocated $36 million to the dedicated unit to protect large energy and resource extraction projects called the Community Industry Response Group. The owner of the Coastal Gas Link pipeline is TC Energy. In addition to the police, the company has also hired the private security firm Forsyth, which has its own office near the turnoff to the drill site. And finally, to Libya, where a massive flood has killed some thousands of people, though it's impossible to say how many yet, as cities and towns have been completely destroyed. At least 2,300 people are confirmed killed, and another 10,000 people have been reported missing. A storm hit the city of Derna, collapsing two dams and four bridges, which submerged much of the city. Libya has two rival governments making coordinating aid tricky. Egypt has sent some aid, and the U.S., Germany, Iran, Italy, Qatar, and Turkey have all said they're ready to send aid, according to the BBC. The water was so intense that it's been described as tsunami-like. When one of the dams in South Derna collapsed, it dragged large parts of the city right into the sea. Rescue workers told the BBC that even getting to places to do relief work is impossible because of how bad the damage has been. There is no drinking water in Derna, and they lack medical supplies. There are already mass graves being built, and the hospital is already well over capacity and asking people to stay home if they can. Derna is located 250 kilometers south of Benghazi on Libya's coast. Those are your headlines for Wednesday, September 13th. I'm Nora. You're listening to this podcast at sandyandnora.com on the Real News Network podcast feed and wherever you get your podcasts. I hope you have a wonderful day. I'll talk to you tomorrow.